0: but probably the biggest practice i have is i just tell people i'm thankful like i tell mm-hmm. my team several times a day that you know thank you so much i you know i really appreciate it you didn't have to do that i really appreciate it and again that costs nothing it costs nothing to reaffirm how somebody has helped you i you know I tell my family i really you know thank you so much for doing the dishes thank you so much for picking that up that those things should become part of your day they shouldn't you shouldn't have to force those and so I think when you say thank, thank you to somebody else, internally, the, like you get that little, it's that little kind of extra drop in your cup that fills you up because you know that you're passing it on, but you are truly thankful. It is one less thing that you have to do, or it is one more thing that's going to make your life easier or happier. And so the gratitude is there whether you think about it or not, but it's something that is so easy to put into practice without forcing it.
1: Welcome to the Gratitude Podcast on www.georgeandbenta.com, where you'll hear a new story each week that will inspire more gratitude in your own life. Our mission is to inspire 100,000 people to discover how to feel gratitude and live a happy life through the amazing life stories of our successful guests and their actionable tips. And now, the host of our podcast, George Benta. Hi, Gratitude Seeker. Welcome to a new episode of the Gratitude Podcast. Today with us, we have the host of the popular podcast, Bringing Business to Retail. She's also a global speaker and presenting, presenter on scaling retail businesses. And everything she does is focused on helping other business owners take the action that they need to flourish, succeed, and realize their big vision. She went from being homeless to helping people build the business of their dreams, and I'm very curious on how she was able to do it and if gratitude was um, an important part of that journey. Selena Knight, welcome to the Gratitude Podcast.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to share my story about how I got to where I am today, which I am very thankful for.
1: <laughs> That's wonderful. So let us know a little bit more about you, about uh, the work that you're doing.
0: So right now I work with independent retail and e-commerce brands, and I work with business owners who are really focused on delivering meaningful experiences to their customers, bringing purposeful products into the market. And obviously to do that, you need to make money. So I love to scale those businesses because the more money that we make, the more people we can help. If you're making more money in your business, it means more people are buying your products. So you've had a bigger impact. And so one of the reasons I choose to work with independent businesses is because the founders are usually really passionate or the ones that we attract, are very passionate about changing the world and even if that change is just making someone feel beautiful when they wake up in the morning or feeling happy when they walk their dog like there are so many things that make us happy in life and buying products that ex- like that it, that take that experience and and amplify it it's exciting to be part of that
1: yeah that's beautiful and especially here on on the Gratitude Podcast, those little things make um, the big differences in life because life is actually um, a sum of the little things and uh, there are sometimes big things that are happening, but uh, those little things make up our life, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I think what we forget as people and as business owners is that it is not our job to tell other people what they value. If you value buying a super cute bow tie to put on your dog when they go to the park because it makes you happy and your dog looks cute, that's awesome. No one has the right to tell you that that's not a valuable experience. And so it's easy to think just because somebody's driving around in a fancy car that they might be pompous or ripping people off, but hey, if that makes them happy, That if they're grateful for hopping in that car every single day, who are we as onlookers to tell them that that's not a valuable experience? But on the flip side, as a retailer, you get to provide that experience. I always say one of the best retail businesses to have is flowers. Like, can you imagine when your whole job, well, most of your job is giving people flowers? Now, I know that there are times when flowers are for a sad occasion, but most of the time flowers are there to make people happy. So their job is literally giving people joy every single day. So I think we overlook how we affect other people and how our businesses affect other people. But if you look at it that way, if you look every time I'm delivering flowers, I'm making somebody happy. That's a pretty awesome reason to get up every morning.
1: That's so true. And I actually know how it is. Um, my uh, girlfriend's sister uh, has a flower shop. And oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. And um, on, in March, we usually go and help her out because she has so many deliveries to, to do. And uh, I, I got to have some, some of that experience myself. So <laughs> definitely. It's pretty awesome, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> and and as retailers, we get to do that every single day. And if you have like there are always gonna be businesses that are there just to make money, but if you have a reason for being, if you have a reason that you started your business, if you have a purpose bigger than selling stuff, first of all, those are the brands that tend to to continue. During COVID, we saw this over and over again. The brands that had soul, the brands that had purpose, the brands that their customers identified rallied around those businesses to keep them alive. Um, and if if you know why you get up every single day, it keeps you getting up every single day. And if you have that vision for what you want to do, what you want to achieve, how you want to help your customers, it becomes so much easier to bring. Other people on board. It becomes easier to get a team that identify with what you're trying to achieve. Though if you get those people, they will come in early, they will stay late, they will do things that's outside of their job description because they want to make other people's lives better. And we can't we can't just sort of, I'm just trying to think of the right word, we can't diminish what that thing is that does that it could be a chocolate bar it could be a tea bag it could be some coffee it could be a pair of socks it could be so many things and i love that i get a chance to not only help spread that joy but i my whole mission is to give people the knowledge and the confidence and the clarity that they need to build a business that is scalable and profitable because if it's profitable they get to continue to do it they get to continue to help their customers and that comes because i grew up really really poor i as you said i had to leave home when i was 14 and i had to make my own way so it is you know deep into my core it is my core mission to help other people not be in that position like i want people to be able to own their own homes i want them to have nice things i i want them to be able to make decisions that aren't based on fear or they aren't based on a lack of having money or a lack of having choices. And one of the things that we forget is having money gives us choices. If you are sick and you have money, you have choices. If you want to send your kid to a good school and you have money, you have more choices. And so having choices allows us to make the, you know, hopefully the best decisions for us and for the people that we're trying to help. And coming from that existence where from the age of 14, I literally had to pay for food. I had to pay for my board. I had to buy my school uniforms. I had to buy my textbooks from this very, very small amount of money. It made me hyper-conscious of those choices that money gives us or the choices that money takes away from us.
1: That's so true. That's so true. And uh, since, since you mentioned this part of your life, can you... Um, Can you share with us if you've learned something that has to do with gratitude in in those years? Spend more time outside with fresh air in your lungs and healthier habits in your schedule by eliminating the hassle of prepping, cooking and cleaning up after each meal. Stress-free eating is just one click away this spring. Factors delicious meals range from calorie smart, keto protein plus to vegan and veggie and use code gratitude fifty to get fifty percent off your first box plus twenty percent off your next box. That's gratitude fifty at factormeals.com slash gratitude fifty to get fifty percent off your first box plus twenty percent off your next box while your subscription is active.
0: I was very resentful when it, it happened because as my mother was struggling in in many, many ways, she was an alcoholic and she had four kids and she'd split up with her husband. So there was lots of things at play. And she woke up one day and decided that she couldn't deal with four kids. And so I got into, I had gotten into a fight with my older brother, who was always the favourite. And she came home and said, you have to go. Now, my problem was I didn't actually have anywhere to go. Our family was quite small. My grandmother, who would be like the next logical solution, she had a child of her own and she wasn't in a position to take anyone else on. My dad was currently living in his car because him and my mum had split up. So I couldn't go and live with him. Um, We didn't have any other family to go to apart from my dad's, who was actually my stepdad, my stepdad's, but he's been around since forever. So as far as I'm concerned, he's my dad. Apart from Mm -hmm. his parents who lived in another state, And as you can imagine, they were an older couple and they were heading into retirement. So I think they took me in because of a sense of obligation rather than because they wanted to. And it was only ever going to be for a short period of time because I only had a year and a bit left of school. And once I got to that point, obviously, I could go out and look after myself. Um, Unfortunately, I didn't last a year and a bit with them. They really struggled with having, even though... I make it sound like I must have been some horrible teenager. I was such a bookworm. I just literally went to school. I came home. I did my homework. I listened to music with my Walkman in. I was not the the wild child in any way, shape, or form. In fact, I was the complete opposite. <laughs> um, but they just really struggled with having the responsibility of a, a teenager under their roof. It's been so many years. You know, thirty years since they'd done it. And the world was a very different place, even though this was in the 90s and it's obviously very different now. That they they really did struggle. And we we got into a fight one day, and my grandmother had found some stuff that wasn't even, you know, when you're a teenager, you hold stuff for your friends. And it wasn't drugs or anything like that. Um, and I was holding on to these antibiotics for my friend. Because she didn't want her parents to know. And my grandmother had been snooping through my drawers and found them. It was like, what have you been doing to have these? I'm like, they're not mine. But of course they didn't believe it. So it all kind of blew up in the in the air and they decided that they weren't in a they they didn't want to have me there anymore. So you can imagine being at, you know, that's quite an impressionable age, 14, 15, being told by your mother that she doesn't want you anymore, shipped off to another state, being told not much later that your grandparents didn't want you. And I had I had a boyfriend at the time. And let's be honest, it's a 15-year-old boyfriend. <laughs> that they're, they're generally not your boyfriends for life. You know, they just happen to be the boy that you're holding hands with at the time. And his mother ended up taking me in. So I'm extremely grateful to her because she was growing, she was going through a lot of her own problems. Funnily enough, she, she was also a very high-functioning alcoholic but she was in a severe state of depression because her husband had died. And, and ever since he died, she'd been in this state of depression, but to her credit, she took in this girl who, you know, it was her teenage boyfriend's girlfriend. Like when you think about it as a, as a parent now, my daughter's 12. And as I think about it now, I'd be like in a couple of years time, my, my daughter might have a boyfriend. Hopefully she's not having sex just yet, but uh, which I wasn't either, but um, you know, holding hands and having the odd kiss behind the, the school block type thing. To take somebody <laughs> yeah. else's child in, when you're battling your own demons, I am eternally grateful for her. And there are so many things that she, she did wrong, let's be honest, as a parent. But they were never bad things. She couldn't cook. She could not cook to save herself. I mean, she would make spaghetti <laughs> bolognese. And it was literally spaghetti with tomato ketchup on top. Um, but she opened up her home to me. She didn't have an awful lot. She took me in and like, let me stay there until I was old enough to finish school and left. So at the time, I think a lot of the things I was grateful was just having a bed to sleep in, like having a roof over my head, having people who like, I was so indebted to them for taking me in, because homeless can mean a lot of different things. I I was lucky enough to never be out on the streets. I was always able to find, you know, couch hop or whatever from place to place until I found something a bit more permanent. And they were people, but they were people who cared about me. It was friends, parents, school friends, parents, the boyfriend's parents. And so I will always be grateful for all of those people, and and one of those people, not necessarily that took me in, but took me under her wing, was my English teacher. Now, when I went, when I moved into state, I had already lived in Sydney beforehand, so I had actually been to this school before. And then we moved to Queensland, and then I came back to live with the grandparents. So I ended up going back to the same school, and there was an English teacher there. To this day, I'm 45. I'm still friends with her on Facebook. That's how much of an impact she had on me at the time. Wow! And she was quite a, she was quite a, a harsh but fair person. She was very strict, but she was also very fun. She was an English teacher, so you know they're quite creative and, and things like that. And I saw her about 10 years ago, and she invited me back to the school to do a day called Girls Can Do Anything, where they get women from all different occupations to say what they do. And at the time I was in Arbor, so it was actually more than 10 years ago because I haven't done that for 15 years. So it was probably about 15 years ago. She brought me back in to talk to the, to, to the girls there about what I did. And I remember her sitting on the stairs at the school saying, I knew you could be anyone. Like, I remember when you had to come back and you were paying off your school fees in... a week. It was a hundred dollars for the year. You would pay $2 a week because you could have chosen not to pay them. Like they would have given you a free pass, but you were so determined to like, to, to, I'm just trying to think of the word, not, not that you owed it to somebody, but you were so determined to pay your own way and to not take it for granted because there were always people who were worse off than me. And so that, this day still still sits in my heart and as i said i'm still friends with her on facebook so having people believe in you it costs nothing to believe in somebody but it can make the world of difference to somebody's literally to somebody's entire life which is what it did for me so the biggest thing that i am grateful for are people people who believed in me people who took me in people who mentored me people who gave me the opportunity to to be literally be anything that I wanted to be
1: wow oh, uh, it's very interesting that uh usually the the moments that make us feel most grateful are the moments in which we are most vulnerable and very uh, true. we Have the opportunity to to have other people help us as best as they know, Um, and yeah, you had a lot of opportunities in which you are very vulnerable, and um, there were people that stepped in uh, one way or another and and helped out, and I can and I can only imagine how. How it must have been for you and how how grateful you can be for for these people because they could have not uh, do anything you know I think that's that's uh that's something amazing that uh that they did because now that you're 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 telling the story um it's for us, it's okay. Um, these people stepped in and so on and so forth. But in those moments, I imagine that it wasn't anything sure that any, anyone would step in and would help you in any way, right?
0: It wasn't. And I was going to say, I know one of the things that you, you teach is to be grateful at that point in time. But I'll be honest, when it's happening, you quite often don't even know that you should be grateful. Quite of often, it's only when you look back where that you mm-hmm. can see, wow, I was really lucky to have those people. I was really lucky lucky to be in that situation. It could have been so much worse. I don't ever remember thinking, and, and, and I'm not that kind of person anyway, but I, it was never poor me. It was never like, oh, but I can't. It was always, what do I have to do to never, ever be in this situation again? What do I have to do to make sure that I can own my own home? No one in my family has ever owned their own home. Um, what uh-huh. do I have to do to make sure that I never get to the point where I cannot pay my bills? I am Where that is my biggest stress is how do I pay the bills? And so that, that moulds you and it moulds you in a good way, but it also moulds you in a bad way. And I say that because it definitely influenced how much I worked and when I, it was different when I worked for other people because you work nine to five or whatever and you get your paycheck, paycheck at the end of the week. But when you work for yourself, we are brought up to believe, well, not even brought up to believe, but we're, we learn because most people work for other people that the hours that you work equal the paycheck at the end of the day. So if you work more hours, you get more money. If you work overtime, you get more money. And so when you go into business for yourself, you have already come with this pre-programmed mentality of if I just work more, I will make more money. But I can tell you from experience that that is not the case. I have worked 15 hour days and not made any more money. In fact, probably made less money and walked away feeling so crap because I hadn't spent any time with my family. I hadn't spent time with my husband and my daughter. And it's why I'm so against this hustle mentality like, I am totally okay with hustling for a really short period of time. You've got a product launch, great. If you're trying to get something done to a deadline, great. But if you spend your whole life hustling, are you really doing the best job? If that is your mentality, and I talk about that hustling, which, you know, it's constantly work, 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 be everywhere, do everything, know all the people, make sure you're getting the, your thing in front of everybody else. Like even just talking about it, you have to talk really, really fast and I like to talk fast anyway. But when you think about it, is that really a lifestyle choice? I love to work. I'll, I'll work all the time, but at what expense? So if you are in that position, first of all, obviously be grateful that you have the opportunity to work for yourself and choose those own hours, but also know that for most people, they They start their own business because they want more freedom. They want to spend more time with their kids. They want to spend more time with their partner. They want to do more hobbies. They want to volunteer. They want to change the world, whatever that looks like. So if your business is at the point where it is running you rather than you are running it, it's time to check in. It is time to look at why. Why are you working so hard? Are you just doing work for the sake of it? And, and this is a trap a lot of people fall into where, because we have this mentality of work more hours, get more money. And let's be honest, it's not true because if it was true, every person who works 17 hours.
1: Spend more time outside with fresh air in your lungs and healthier habits in your schedule by eliminating the hassle of prepping, cooking, and cleaning up after each meal. Stress-free eating is just one click away this spring. Um. That's true. With colorful, high-quality, vibrant designs and unique laser-cut shapes, the UniDragon puzzles keep you engaged and create beautiful moments with family or friends that you can cherish together. It's also an effective stress reliever for when you want a quick break from the hustle and bustle of daily life. Go to georgianbantacom slash unidragon or visit the link in the description for a 10% discount directly on Amazon with promo code GRATITUDE For all Unidragon puzzles, check out the reviews. People are loving them.
0: If you find yourself in that position, ask yourself, the thing I'm doing right now, am I doing it just to justify being in business? Am I doing it because I'm my own business owner? So I'm going to, we always use the excuse, like put products on the website. When realistically, someone else could do that for way cheaper than what you're worth. And you would then be giving someone employment. So this is that comes back to that money thing where money is very circular. So the more money you earn, the more people you can hire. So you give other people the opportunity to change their lives, whether that is just with a job or whether that is um, the sense of fulfillment that they get when they turn up every day. And so if you, if you are in that mentality of hustle, 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 if I work more, I'll get more. My advice to you is, is just check in and, and, catch yourself when you're doing a task saying, is this really my worth? Is this my true worth? Is it what I am best suited to do? Or am I just doing it to keep myself busy? Or am I doing it because I don't think I can afford to get somebody else to do it? And if it's that last one, then obviously we've got a mindset problem because your value as the owner of your business is upwards of $100 an hour. You should be making money for your business, not spending your time on a 10 dollars an hour task. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's very true. And um, I don't know if you know, but I have a course on uh, gratitude and abundance. And uh, one of the things that, one of the exercises in the course is um, feeling grateful for the people you're able to pay with your money. Whether you're a business owner or not, but even if you're not a business owner, you you're still paying people in in different ways, and you can when you see that when you appreciate that uh, it, it's really a, a big shift because when you pay for electricity, when you pay for um, I don't know for a pizza or for for different things, when you realize that you're actually paying. The people that uh, brought you the pizza, the people that uh, have made the pizza, the people that have um, um, have taken the 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 ingredients from different places in the world to yeah, that the farmers, particular the, place. yeah. All
0: those different people who are part of the food chain, and this this is actually a really important conversation to have with your kids. I had it with my daughter when she was about seven, we were walking down the street and we were talking, we, we have a little group of shops just at the end of our street. There's six or seven shops there. And one of them was a florist and the other <laughs> one was, uh, one of the others is a, a Thai food restaurant. And I was talking to, and her school friend's mum owned the florist. And we were talking about buying flowers. And I said, I love buying flowers from Amanda because one, she's a lovely person, but I love the fact that it's going to another family and she said, oh, but flowers are very expensive. And I said, yeah, but flowers make us feel good. But also like taking the, taking the product out of the equation. If we give Amanda's mum money for the flowers, yes, she gives us flowers. But now she has money and she, can choose, she gets to use that money to pay rent for the shop. And so then the person who owns the shop can take that money and then they might use it to put their kid on a school excursion. And she got it really, really quickly because she immediately said, oh, maybe Amanda's mum doesn't want to cook dinner. Uh, Maybe Amanda doesn't want to cook dinner and she'll go to the Thai restaurant and she'll buy dinner for her family with that money. (laughs) And I said, exactly. And then the people, because it's a family that runs the Thai food restaurant, I was like, and then they have the money to do something with her family. So I think for her, that was a big realisation that money is about more than things. And money has this ability to change people's lives and I do love the fact that at the age of 10 or 11 she was trying to explain to the other kids at school about cost of goods and they were doing a, a like a fun fair and she was trying to tell the kids that the prizes couldn't be more than a certain number of tickets or they wouldn't make money <laughs> so <laughs> so she does she does grasp which, which hilariously maths is not her strongest subject at all but she understands maths and money are two very very different things so she understands the concept of money but maths is yeah something that she has to work on
1: <laughs> yeah i know the feeling <laughs> uh, I, I was uh, in high in high school i studied math and um it and it was very interesting that i i wasn't great at math but when i went to to business school i was the best <laughs> and uh, <laughs> when it was something that uh, it, it was applied to something concrete to something um, Economical made much more sense for me.
0: I 100% agree. I (laughs) failed. I failed um, accounting in my business degree, not once, but twice. And eventually got there with some tutoring because I couldn't understand this, the double journal entry bookkeeping. But as soon as I got a business, which was way after I had my degree, as soon as it became money in the bank, it all made sense and i could not believe i was like why did they just never tell us think of it like a bank account if they would have said (laughs) that it would have made sense but for over a year it was just numbers in columns on a piece of paper but the minute i got the bank statement and looked at it with my own business money in there and was like oh my goodness this it's just money that's what it was all about. It was just money.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I, I, I feel the same. And it, um, it completely changed how, uh, my relationship with Matt, when it, when it's applied, it's, uh, it's something really different, at least for, for the way that my mind works. But I, I also wanted to, to circle back a bit to, um, to your daughter and to what she did there with, uh, the 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 circle the the way that um money flows into people's mm. lives and i loved the fact that she took it uh one uh level one deeper yeah, one yeah. step further yeah i i think it's amazing that uh, she realized that she she's basically when she's paying for something for uh she's giving money to someone she's able to um the, just the fact that she she thought that that can be a generous experience for uh, her family, for uh, the florist's family, I think it's it's brilliant and i I didn't think about that, and I think it can bring us so much uh, so much gratitude knowing that um the things that we pay for already are bringing abundance to other people one way or yeah. another and, and to their families money, i think it's awesome
0: <laughs> and money doesn't have to be a bad thing i think a lot of the times we're taught we we are taught that people with lots of money are not nice people but actually i know a lot of people with money and they're really really nice people <laughs> you i know, know they, you wouldn't you wouldn't know from the from the outside that these people are multi-millionaires but they're the nicest most down-to-earth people and they support lots of charities and they'll give you the shirt off their back so I'm as I said, I'm really passionate about helping people create businesses that make the money for all those reasons but I also think that we need to teach our kids this stuff too like you said if a child can appreciate where money is flowing in the world can you see how when it gets to the point where they are handing over their money, it doesn't become a negative experience. It's not, I'm paying for something. It's, I'm paying this forward. Like this money is going somewhere else. So I think if we think about like, like that, and if we teach our kids like that, one, they will probably a bit, a bit more generous in the way that they spend their money quite often they just it's a transactional especially with the the millennial generation it's just a transactional here's my money because I want your stuff but if we can think of it as more than that then how many more lives do we get to affect in the process
1: exactly and the beautiful part about this is that it makes it easier for us to receive money which is very important because we are part of that flow as well
0: yeah 100%. Because if, you, if you're not making money, then you can't stay in business. You can't pay the bills. And you get back to this point where you're making fearful decisions and fear is not the best place to attract abundance.
1: Exactly. When, when you're able to give it away without feeling lack and feeling abundant while you give it away, you, on, on a certain level, other people that are giving you money one way or another you 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 think or you feel that they are in the same state that they are giving abundantly and from abundance and yeah i think it's it's something very important especially in these times to to realize that um yeah and it doesn't have to be money can connect yeah
0: it doesn't always have to be money um sure but i also we quite often give away our time and we give away our knowledge, especially as business owners, we give away a lot of our knowledge. But I think there also comes a time where you have to not say no, but you have to not necessarily give stuff away when you know that the receiver isn't going to do anything of value with it. So if you're giving something away and you know that the person, because they haven't paid for it, has, no, there's no value attached to it. We have to protect our own energy and say, I'm prepared to give this much away and I'm prepared to do this much for everybody else. But at some point I have to take something for me, whether that's your, protecting your time so that you can look after yourself and spend that time with your family or your health. Um, lots of people say yes to lots of things and they say yes out of obligation rather than because it lights them up. So also remember to to keep some of everything for yourself you you have to fill your own cup before you fill everybody else's.
1: yeah, exactly, exactly and um, this is this can be applied to many other areas of our life and um, but in general with the with the energy that we have once we uh, we get filled up, we can uh, give from a place of abundance. And uh, from a place of abundance, we we are able to give much more, and it's much easier for and it's better for for all of us. But I also wanted to to ask you uh, something about um, the practice of gratitude. Do you have uh, a favorite practice that that keeps you grateful?
0: I would love to say that I wake up every morning and count off every letter of the alphabet and do things that I'm grateful for, which I heard from one of your previous guests. And I thought that was brilliant. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I would remember to do that every single day. I do meditate when I go to sleep every day. I, again, it sounds really selfish, but my husband snores. So I wear noise cancelling <laughs> headphones and listen to meditations. But probably the biggest practice I have is I just tell people I'm thankful like, I tell my team several times a day that, you know, thank you so much. I, you know, I really appreciate it. You didn't have to do that. I really appreciate it. And again, that costs nothing. It costs nothing to reaffirm how somebody has helped you. I, you know, I tell my family, I really, you know, thank you so much for doing the dishes. Thank you so much for picking that up. That, those things should become part of your day. They shouldn't, you shouldn't have to force those. And so I think when you say thank, thank you to somebody else, internally the like you get that little it's that little kind of extra drop in your cup that fills you up because you know that you're passing it on but you are truly thankful it is one less thing that you have to do or it is one more thing that's going to make your life easier or happier and so the gratitude is there whether you think about it or not but it's something that is so easy to put into practice without forcing it
1: that's so true and um I love, I love this example because, um, when we, so one of the things that, uh, I mentioned a few years ago in the podcast that was mind blowing for me was the fact that, uh, at one point my brother, who is a, a professor at the university here, um, received an email from a student thanking him for all of the things that, uh, he taught taught her. And I I, I thought that he was receiving these kinds of emails all the time. And I was shocked that, I think after 12 years of teaching, it was the first email that he got of this kind. And uh, what I wanted to get to is the fact that uh, in many cases, there are people doing uh, great work, hard work uh, important things that just aren't appreciated that just don't receive that thank you or um, are not seen and appreciated for for what they are doing and um, something as simple as this can mean the world to them because they're always there giving their best and um it's very hard to keep doing that if if nobody sees it or nobody appreciates it. But yeah, when if someone you don't feel does, appreciated. Yeah. When someone does that, it's it's fueled for uh, continuing that that great work and um, continuing. Um, but just feeling appreciated, feeling seen—that's that's such an important thing and. Many people, uh, even business leaders, forget that, and um, people really need that.
0: Yeah, and it costs nothing. I think it's all it, yeah. from the top of my head. It's one of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, isn't it? That that wanting wanting recognition or wanting to be a part of something bigger, and it costs nothing. It doesn't even take. We're talking, you know, one second out of your day, and yet so many people. Forget. So that's my big gratitude. You don't have to even try hard. It's just it's common decency, (laughs) if if nothing else. It's it's just being a really nice human being, and it's it's not going to stretch you. It's not going to cost you anything. It's not you're not giving anything away, other than making somebody's life a really nice place to be today. And sometimes that's all they need to hear. If you're having a really good, if you're having a really bad day, and someone says something nice to you. That can change your entire outlook.
1: Exactly, exactly. And uh, one thing that uh, that you mentioned uh, that I think it's it's very interesting. It's very similar to money somehow because, um, like you said, uh, you the fact that you're giving it away doesn't mean that you have less. It, it actually amplifies what you already have gratitude and uh, I think it's it's somehow similar to money, the fact that you're giving it away doesn't ma- mean that you have less but you're just uh, helping it flow in in yes. people's lives
0: yes, I like that, just helping it yeah. flow
1: exactly beautiful oh I uh, can't believe we are nearing the end of our time together Um let us know where uh, where can our audience get in touch with you, um, how they can um, find out more about you.
0: Sure. I have the podcast, Bringing Business to Retail. You can find that on all good places that podcasts are. Uh, you can come and hang out with me on LinkedIn, Selena Knight, S-A-L-E-N-A-K-N-I-G-H-T. And my website is Knight.com, where you can find the podcast. You can find a bunch of resources. Um, You can hang out with me and find out all about who I am, what I love to do and how I like to help people.
1: Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you very much for your time and for all of the things that you've shared and for your honesty and vulnerability. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much for having me. It's been wonderful.
1: The winner of the How to Experience Gratitude Through Abundance in Seven Weeks is Irene Morales. Irene, please write me an email at hello at georgianbenta.com so I can give you access to your course. Congratulations and I hope you enjoy lots of abundance and much happiness in your life. Thank you for contributing to the community and thank you for helping me serve our community of gratitude seekers even better.
0: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
1: Are you experiencing more lack in your life than you used to? Unfortunately, some things are not in our control, but we can control how we see them. Join me on a seven-week journey from lack to abundance through gratitude. Go to georgianbenta.com slash abundance course. That's georgianbenta.com slash abundance course to join me now. Are you experiencing more lack in your life than you used to? Unfortunately, some things are not in our control, but we can control how we see them. Join me on a seven-week journey from lack to abundance through gratitude. Go to georgianbenta.com slash abundance course. That's georgianbenta.com slash abundance course to join me now.